Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us again as we are uh, continuing the conversation about Catholic topics uh, surrounding the life of the Church and our lives as well. My name is Father Daniele, and uh, we celebrated Pentecost this past Sunday, so I can finally understand the language these two are speaking. Their names are Josh <laughs> Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan. Ooh, nice to see you guys again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pentecost was such an exciting time this past weekend that yeah. we celebrated, right? It, yeah. it really was too bad that we're still uh, closed, right? Because Pentecost is a major celebration, the birthday of the church. Exactly, yeah. You know? But still, nonetheless, it was a great... Uh, Pentecost is always a fabulous celebration because the Holy Spirit is really breathing life. In, into our churches. Why do we call it birthday? Well, it was the first time when the Holy Spirit breathed, renewed these people to go and proclaim the uh, to proclaim the good news. So the people gathered themselves, right? So it was the first movement of the church. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, right? I mean, not <laughs> yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a fair way of characterizing it. Yeah, and so I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if it's liturgically correct, but the church used to have balloons and stuff as decorations. Hey, do you remember that? Was that your experience? <laughs> It was like birthday. No, yeah, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> we stick to flowers these days. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about today because the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost was a, is a significant event, not only in the life of the church, but in our lives as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was a time. Remember, Jesus kept talking about the coming of the Advocate, the coming of the Holy Spirit to really help these people. And one thing I, I talked about this weekend uh, at Mass was it was interesting because while we hear from the second chapter of Acts, you know, it was like on the day of Pentecost. Luke is writing about the Pentecost event. But the, the reading chosen for Mass stopped at verse 11. And at verse 12 is so dramatic because yeah. after the Holy Spirit had come and filled these, uh, the apostles with new life, it says, then Peter stood up and addressed the crowd. And it's such a dramatic moment. It's like the Holy Spirit has come, breathed new life into him. And now he's taking ownership of, with the help of the Holy Spirit, yeah. of his role as the leader of this new church, right? Very and cool. he stood up and addresses the crowd. The first time we've seen Peter address the crowds. crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it was right there when the Holy Spirit came. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, no, I, I wonder where verse 11 cuts off. Like, is it, is it because Peter stands up to say, no, these, these men haven't been drinking they're they're filled with with the spirit it's like yes. did they just end at the accusation that it's like <laughs> if they just cut it off there or like that is were, so funny that you remember that. yeah so it's in, a bit early in the morning in verse yeah. in verse uh, uh 15 okay it says peter says indeed these people are not drunk as you suppose them for it's only nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> no this is what was spoken through the prophet joel and then he continues to talk about that these people aren't drunk and acting silly they're filled with the holy spirit you know yeah. that's funny that you remember that yeah part of Peter's <laughs> okay but there's some significant questions around you know what does the pentecost event ha- mean yeah. uh, for our lives but more importantly today we're going to focus on the holy spirit yeah right because the Holy Spirit uh, is God, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we—it's sort of a relationship between us and the Holy Spirit that's neglected. Yeah. But the, the but the relationship between us and the Holy Spirit should be something that we rely on all the time. Should be constant because it's it's uh, the Holy Spirit's powerful. Uh, it's always moving us in the right direction, and most importantly, what I find in my life is always moving me towards the truth. Hey, mm-hmm. just when I start going wonky or start thinking things, you know, the Holy Spirit's like, hey. Back on track. Back on track. Yeah. 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 And so maybe there are questions of people like, how do I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? What do, what, what signs am I looking for? Mm-hmm. 
So I think a good starting point is the, is the Pentecost event mm-hmm. because here you have uh, Jesus who ascended into heaven, right, 10 days before. And now this event where people, remember, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he says, the advocate is coming. And then for 10 days, they kind of went back into a recluse. They kind of reclused back into, they were like, oh, Jesus is gone. I think think it's kind of cool because you remember, like, right after the crucifixion, they went and hid. Because they didn't know what was going to happen. And so they they were going ahead. And then... The first time we hear about them is back in the upper upper room. Um, Jesus appears. Thomas is not there. All that stuff. And then, um, but another time where Jesus appears to them, Peter jumps out of the boat and swims to shore. Right, and is so excited that so like after the resurrection, whenever they see Jesus, because Jesus doesn't leave them very often. Well, as far as we know, but when he does appear to them, like it's a big deal. But now he's saying like that ascension is kind of crucial because he's saying okay. My work here is done. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys got to go and do this. And I think if you think about it now, it's, it would be like imagining um, your parents. If you know, if you've got a good relationship with your parents and stuff, and then them sitting you down somewhere and being like, "Okay, time now, to move out." N- n- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Exactly. Time to get going. With you're, you're an adult now. Yes. And um, good luck. You yes. know what I mean? That kind of a thing. Yeah, we've taught you everything we can. Yeah. Now go exactly. Be your own person, sort of. Thing. And then you'd be like. Okay. Okay. I, I don't, where do we start? How do we do this? What do we do? How do we, and I think it would be more, I don't know that they would go back into hiding so much as they were back into, we have no idea. And I think they even say that if you're reading, I mean, I read it and remember it more in terms of a story, but if you read exactly what it says is they asked you, okay, what, what, what how, you know, what, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to send you an advocate. Yeah. There's going to be an advocate but it's up to you guys. Like, you guys are the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does. He sends us the Holy Spirit. And that's where it's kind of really cool is at the Pentecost, the apostles are sitting around. And we were talking about whether it's in the upper room or whether oh, yeah. it's in the, t- the temple and how there's different versions or different ideas. I always pictured the upper room. I always pictured the upper room. And then Peter gets up and yells out off a rooftop. Yeah. But that, I don't know if it's because I saw pictures of that, but that's always where I pictured. But as you said, like, if you read the gospel, it doesn't necessarily say the upper room it says they go home or they yeah go- there's there, there isn't a clear kind of distinguishing point if if they start in the upper room yeah. when when they move out because the the number the three thousand yeah that, couldn't fit in there yeah that um yeah. but you know uh, logistically that that doesn't work but uh the tradition that i came from typically they were in the temple um the temple mount at jerusalem which makes sense why there were a number of people there who spoke, spoke different, different languages, languages. And, exactly and, that and does that. Make sense, so that's yeah. i've uh, i've mentioned in previous episodes about uh uh, my love-hate relationship with the historical critical method, but like th- th- that's one of the things that you, if, if you look at kind of the context that that makes sense or that helps you kind of piece together the story um, around. Um, but uh, when the actual tongues of flame descend on the disciples uh, uh, on, the, yeah. on on their heads, it's not clear whether they're you know alone together in the upper room um, or if or on the temple itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it is interesting what you said that it's like um, every significant uh, instance in the gospel up to that point, there's a, there's a kind of what next moment that it's, yeah. it really is just kind of like you're leaving the nest. Yeah. <laughs> like we're giving you the tools, the wings that like the means to, um, carry, uh, forward. But it's like, you have the, you know, the, the, the uh, well, even, even the, uh, Jesus missionary journey anticipates the, the passion. 
the passion anticipates the resurrection. The resurrection anticipates that, like the ascension. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, rightly, the disciples are like, okay, every time this has happened, we've had a what next? We have yeah. like what's coming? Yeah. Um, it's like uh, you, you'll be given the gift of you'll be given the advocate, the the gift of the Spirit, and you will be the ones moving the church forward. And, and the, the the power of the Holy Spirit in that scene, right? So, you, mm. like you said, that the tongues of flame mm. uh, sort of came down on people. And they understood. They understood each other. They were speaking different languages. And all these people, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, list them. You know, like the, yeah. the Parthians and the Medes and the yeah, Arabs. And the, you know, is this guy not Nazarene? How do we yeah. understand him? Yeah. Or whatever exactly. It is. And it's like uh, so they're all understanding each other. But one thing that really strikes me is the unity. Yeah. They like some of these people were not friends. Like some of these people had embittered relationships for. It's like a yeah. historical period of time. Yeah. You know? uh, we'll probably talk about it when we get to kind of the, the gifts of the Spirit themselves. Mm -hmm. But looking at, because um, like the, the uh, like most kind of moments in the gospel, it's reaching back to another point in, in the Old Testament. So um, the fact that they're able to understand the disciples in their own language is a direct throwback to the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. yeah. That it's like there, there's a unity that was prior to... Um, things kind of falling apart and what humanity was capable of, yes. you know, when, when they all spoke the same language, that there's, there's a restoration that happens. There's, there's a renewal of, cool. you know, kind of the original plan. That's just one of the historical details that, um, and again, um, most, most of the, of the Jewish audience at that would, would know the story of would understand that. very well. Of so that, they, that would, yeah, that would be kind of, forefront in their minds yeah and the, the, like the unity that the, the spirit brought like dramatically in this moment you know is something that uh like you said what people are capable of mm. but we're capable of that as well you know yeah. if we really rely on the holy spirit okay. you know people who speak different languages or or have different opinions or have different backgrounds or whatever are able are capable mm -hmm. of living in unity because through through the holy spirit yeah. right yeah. through the truth of the, of the spirit and sometimes I think that's forgotten. I think so too. I think, well, I mean, I think one of the important things, we learn a little bit about the Holy Spirit when we do confirmation. And when, like specifically because I help run confirmation prep and everything else, you hear about some things of the Holy Spirit, but you don't hear about everything of the Holy Spirit. Right, true. And so some of the things what we learn, and I remember this from back in my day when I was confirmed, this is a long time ago, was we were, we had to memorize the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All right, go for it. I don't have a clue. No, <laughs> there's, there's nine of them. Uh, the, wisdom, the counsel. gifts are seven. Seven, seven, gifts, seven gifts and then spirit. nine fruits, is it? Uh, I can't remember. Yes. Something no, like there's that. 12 fruits. Of the, of okay, the there you go. See, I'm, I'm just messed up. I, I don't I don't know the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we all looked at Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fact check. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, but so there are the, the gifts of the Spirit yes. and then the fruits of the Spirit. The gifts are things that we get um, there are traits. There are things that we get at confirmation, as well as baptism, actually. But then we get stirred up and actually are able to use them more at confirmation because in baptism, our parents are basically saying yes for us. Like, we're going to raise them in the church and everything else. But at confirmation, we're giving our yes. We are saying, yes, I understand the mission of the church. I understand what it means to be a Catholic or Christian. I'm taking this role on. This is what I'm going to do. And so in doing that, the Holy Spirit fills you and you get the gifts of the Spirit, mm -hmm. which... Okay, so counsel, mm -hmm. wisdom, right judgment, fear of the Lord. I don't know if those are no right judgment and counsel. The same thing we talked yes. about. That. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, fear of the Lord, though. Yeah. Or awe of the Lord. Um, fortitude. Fortitude. I have I piety. Know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many did you mention there? I think that's did you seven. say knowledge? 
Knowledge and knowledge. 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 Yeah. So there's wisdom, knowledge, understanding, uh, counsel, <laughs> piety, fear of the Lord. How many was that? And yeah. fortitude. <laughs> okay. Dave oh, shouts out from behind the camera. <laughs> fortitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know there's an easy way of remembering them. Yeah. Uh, Dave was telling us before. The <laughs> Sorry, but then he didn't tell us the, the, the actual acronym. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But you know what? I, I, like speaking of confirmation, like it is really a Pentecost moment, you know? Yeah, in and, our this, lives. and I don't mean to insult, you know, teenagers who are listening, you know, but... Uh, but think about it, you know, uh, just like the apostles, they kind of grew comfortable in what they were doing. And they were just kind of sitting idle in the upper room waiting. And it's like sometimes, yeah, our parents baptize us. They bring us to the church for the other sacraments. And now we're just sitting idle in our life. Like what next? You know, and, and the con- confirmation is a Pentecost moment where it's like, hey, Ooh. you are called to do something great in your life. And the Holy Spirit is going to fill you with these gifts to do it. Mm-hmm. Now go and do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, and they should stand up like Peter afterwards and, and be filled with that grace to proclaim. You know, confirmation is a real, pent- is a real life Pentecost moment. moment. Yeah. I think it sometimes gets lost too on people. Like if, 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 for me, it wasn't. I, I tried to say the I do in so many different voices. Because uh, I can speak to, as a, you know, instead of, so I do when I had to say I do. That was the most important part to me as a grade eight student or whatever the case may be. I didn't understand the fullness of what I was asking or what I was undertaking. And it wasn't until later that I was like, oh man, I mean, I know I got the, I, got, I know I got the gifts. I know I got those things. I didn't feel them at that time. But if I could have totally understood it, I wonder how different my high school life would have been or how, how different my life, not would have been, but would have how I would have approached situations differently or how I would have, you know, would I have gone, jumped full in with both feet about the mission of the church of evangelization and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, and I think we try to do that today. Like we try yeah. and really help our young I, I, people I, yeah, understand that that's your mission, you know, but, but then, okay, you know, we're not teenagers anymore. Yeah. We still have those gifts. Like those gifts are within us that we often don't use. Yeah. Like we have to rely on that. The Holy Spirit gives us those gifts of understanding, knowledge, wisdom, uh, you know, piety, <laughs> fear of the Lord, all those things that help us in our day-to-day life. We have to reach down and use those things. I remember when I was uh, young and finished my confirmation, I didn't really understand in totality what the event was. Mm-hmm. But looking back later as an as yeah. older teenager, I realized that some of those gifts were helping me through situations in my life, whether I had realized it or not. Like yeah. it was the Holy Spirit really moving me in these certain situations. Then I started to like kind of claim them for my own, you know? And understanding that you're, you, you do want to grab like that you have those at your disposal. So Lord, I don't know what to do here. Give me counsel. Yes. You know what I mean? Give me right judgment. Like give me the the way to discern what you want. Give me wisdom. Give me Uh knowledge. And when you go through each of those different things, wisdom means something different than knowledge, even though sometimes we think that they're they're the same thing, but we can talk about what they mean differently. Um, and, 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 or look into how they mean differently and how we can use each of those in our lives and ask God, like claim them, like you said, just say, okay, no. I have these things. So, Lord, I have a really hard decision here. I need you. And a lot of times it's what I say when I'm saying listening to God or hearing. It's the Holy Spirit that's speaking, right? It's, it's not God the Father necessarily, but I mean three in one and all that um, trinity. But it is the Holy Spirit that is speaking through however he's going to speak, whether it be through the word of, the, uh, word of God or whether it be um, through my, my consciousness. That's, I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to do now, you know, and, and, and this is how I'm going to move forward. That's the Holy Spirit kind of edging you that way or edging you towards um, it, as long as you're asking for that direction. For that. So who is the Holy Spirit? 
first, yeah. you know, Jesus says himself, I will send you the advocate. So we know the Holy Spirit is, is the advocate. You know, yeah. I said on this past Sunday, it's kind of like, you know, you're in a courtroom and your advocate is right beside you, kind of giving you the words to say, mm-hmm. giving you the, the guidance to move forward, giving you the courage to, to stand up. So we have an advocate with us all the time. Jesus said it himself, yeah. you know. Uh, there's also the word paraclete. Yeah. What is the actual definition of the word paraclete? I believe sure. it's two shoes that football players use. Para- <laughs> paraclete. <laughs> Sorry. I, I knew Josh would have something. Yeah. yeah, it's someone that comes to the aid, okay. right? Someone that, that supports. It's the, yeah, it's the, paracle- it's the paraclete. Uh, th- this, this term for the Holy Spirit, all these things. It's And then remember Jesus in John 15, who says that the advocate is coming. And he will guide you in the truth. So we have someone who advocates for us. We have someone who comes to our aid. We have someone who supports us through a lot of things, but always is moving us to the truth. So how does someone take who the Holy Spirit is and put it, put it, put, put it to action in their life? Um, put it to action. So um, I, just, just to come back to what you were saying about um, like receiving the gifts at confirmation, because uh, we, we spoke earlier in a, an episode about um, discernment and and those types of things. Like God gives you certain gifts, certain you know avenues that He like has has gifted you with, or like um, the way that God speaks to you. Um, that uh, I was I was confirmed later in life, and I was baptized, confirmed, and received into the church, all in kind of the same the same event. So I didn't have that kind of childhood experience of like these are the gifts that you're given for you know the edification of the church. That it was um, in a like my discernment up to that point, I, I had used kind of a lot of these these tools and these gifts and these, but um, that is not claiming them necessarily as my own. But now I have kind of a proper context or a proper direction for these things. Um, so um, we're talking about like that um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, at, at Pentecost, you know, the Spirit showed up, or like, yeah, we're yeah. talking about who, who the Holy Spirit sure. is. Yeah. And it's like, the Holy Spirit is, you know, in, in, the, in the Bible from the beginning. Like, in Genesis, the, you know, the Spirit hovered over the wall. I think our, um, uh, the psalm reading for, for Pentecost is Psalm 104. I think where's that, like, Lord, send forth your Spirit and, and renew, renew the face of the, the earth. That, like, um, that there's a that there's a creative aspect to the Trinity. That there's mm. a that um, so I may have had you know some some of these gifts before, but there's a renewal that happens. There's a renewal that happens, and uh, in a roundabout way to look at your question, like how how do you recognize these things in your life? That um, we may have you know knowledge. We may have you know an ability to process information. We may have like what, what we devote these things to, like football yeah. scores or like statistics <laughs> yeah. or like yeah. 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 things that we're interested in that um that it, it's not enough to just sort of like recognize and receive these gifts but to direct them in a way where you're actually seeing the fruit in your own spiritual life and for kind of the edification of the church i think that's that's kind of the clearest yeah that's yeah. a cool way of putting it because you're right like we we can have knowledge and understanding and all those different things but yeah to put it in context of, the, of bearing the fruit yeah you know that's and yeah. to use them for the right reasons exactly to use them how you're supposed to use them understanding god's will and so forth i think one of the cool things that i never really got because that's that's what we talk about with the holy spirit is the gifts of the holy spirit then the fruits of the holy spirit yeah. is what happens 
when you use those gifts. Yes. So you got love and joy and all those other things that kind of come along with it, however many there are. Yeah. It's um, funny because yeah. th those are the ones I know because I was confirmed like all in the same kind of whirlwind event. Yeah. I, like I didn't, it, I didn't have kind of drilled into me that yeah, the gifts the, of the, the spirit, gifts. but you know, outing myself multiple times in this podcast as a post-Protestant, that <laughs> um, is like the fruit, the fruit, that, that, that's something that's that's, what you know. That, so yeah, what, are, that, what are they? Uh, love, joy, peace, yeah. patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So eight, eight. I may be missing one. I don't know. Or you had one too many. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seven or nine. That, I mean, that's that's how you know them. And, and also, they, they have different names depending on which exactly. uh, Bible translation, translation you use. Well. But even but look at those things. Those are when you use when you're in the spirit. When you're using the spirit and the gift that gifts that God has given you, those are the things that come forward from it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, listening to a bishop speak actually this last weekend um, was talking about how do you know if you're, you're like how do you know that you are in God's will. Mm -hmm. Well, these fruits come forward. Yeah. And if these fruits aren't forward, like if, if you're speaking, you know, with, with what you think is knowledge and all you're, all you're doing is, is causing, you know, stirring up the poop, um, if you will, then you're not normally necessarily using the gifts, depending on, I mean, if, it, if it's something that needs to be stirred up, then maybe, but, but, but if you're just doing it and it's just, it's just causing unrest and not peace, yeah. then, then maybe you're not doing this right. But one of the other cool things is, is the other stuff that comes. And so this is from uh, 1 Corinthians that I just thought was kind of cool. Um, this is some of the other spiritual gifts that come. And so it talks about 1 Corinthians and it's uh, chapter 12. And it's, all, it's called spiritual gifts. But I'm going to jump down to like number eight. To one that is given through the Spirit, the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Another, faith by the same Spirit. Another, the gift of healing by the same Spirit. Another, working miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by the one and the same Spirit who allots to each individual as the Spirit chooses. So there are other gifts out there mm -hmm. that are available to us by asking the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and asking the Holy Spirit and, and being, uh, being a vessel for the Holy Spirit, saying, Lord, like Holy Spirit, come, let me be your instrument. Mm -hmm. let, like play me as a, as a flute or a harp or whatever. Uh, like let me be that instrument. So uh, you ask the question, how do you, mm -hmm. how do you let the Holy Spirit? And I think to be honest, it's, it's, you have to stop. You have to stop. And be quiet. So if you're, you know, cutting up vegetables right now, if you're <laughs> just sitting listening, just pause the podcast. Driving. Yeah, driving. Don't, uh, you don't. pull over. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just, just stop. Get or take a time to stop. Take five minutes. Think about Pentecost. Think about what the Spirit did with them, and then, and then truly give you. So Lord, okay, I understand the commitment I'm giving, and I might not have fully understood at my confirmation. So I'm asking you right now, bring your Holy Spirit, come into my life. Give me your give me the gifts that you've given me at confirmation. Give me some of this other stuff that we talk about that we might not know. Let me see. Let my faith come alive because your Holy Spirit's there. And then, and and if you say this prayer in all honesty and all utterance, you say it. Um, I've talked about it before, but it, it's uh, and I've heard it mentioned before. Your faith can go from being black and white. And how do you explain from someone talking to someone? about color television if they've never seen in color before. How do you explain color television if they've only ever seen in black and white? You can't. You can, you can try, but they're just not going to get it. But your faith can come alive, and your faith can go from black and white television into color television with the Holy Spirit. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to come in and help your faith life, and if you're truly asking for that, then you have to be receptive. 
and, and watch and, and, okay, so what is the Holy Spirit saying here? Or what is God trying to tell me here? Okay, let's go down that path. Oh, Father mentioned something. I'm going to go ask Father what he meant about that. Is there books that I can read that are going to help me understand this? Is there, like, don't let, oh, that's a real cool thing. Yeah, that really struck my interest. And then forget about it. You know, mm-hmm. write an email, give it a, go searching and ask God just to, and if you're searching for the truth, if, as long as you've got an open heart and you've asked the Holy Spirit to, to guide you, then that truth is going to come forward. And if, if the question is about, you know, practical ways that we can kind of seek the Spirit's, you know, uh, wisdom and, and, and counsel and, and all these things in our lives, creating the conditions for those yeah. things is, I, I would say, kind of increasingly difficult. Yes. That if, you know, if, um, you know, the Spirit is this still small voice that, you know, you need um, to create, or I, th- I think more actively we need to create silence uh, in, in our lives because it, it's so easy, especially with you know, um, you know, technology and children and all <laughs> that. Like, and part of part of me too is like I'm I'm really drawn to um, something like Carthusian Carthusian spiritual, like these <laughs> these monks that go like actually into the middle of nowhere and they have no real connection with the outside because they they are creating you know this space where they are in silence. And they are devoting their time to prayer and seeking, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the will of the Spirit, praying for the whole of the church, the whole of the world. Um, that you know, we we don't always have that luxury with you know kids kids running around and whatever. And like, uh, it can be frustrating to be like, well, I I, I need perfect silence when I'm. But uh, like you said, it's like you're driving in the car. You're just like, you have moments for. Yeah. for silence Quiet. that, yeah. you know, we can give these to prayer. We can give these to kind of rote prayer or prayers that we know, but how important it is to leave silence within our prayer to um, listen, listen for God's voice. Yeah, and, we, and, we, and what's most important too is, you know, we, we have to make the space and make the room for the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit because there, like the Holy Spirit wants to help us in these, in these areas of our mm-hmm. life. So like you were saying, you know, like uh, help me to make the right Make a right judgment. Yeah. You know, leave leave room before you act for the Holy Spirit to to tell you the truth. You know, like come Holy Spirit. Those That's those it. three easy yeah. words that we pray. You know, when when we need when we just need counsel on something, when we or when we need uh, courage, when we need things like that, like come Holy Spirit, show me, reveal to me right now yeah. in the gifts that you've given me, in the in the grace that you always bestow on me, how can I make decisions, you know? And, and oftentimes, you know, sometimes people have those promptings of the spirit yeah, yeah. where it's like, you know, this is a moment this where... This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and people just kind of brush it off. Yeah. But, but, but when we're creating space and room for the Holy Spirit, and, and we kind of train ourselves, you know, like the more we ask the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit for, for help, the more we naturally leave that room for the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit to just insert himself into these situations. I think, right? I, I think that's so crucial too. And so, so sometimes when you hear about people being like priests or, or, mm-hmm. or other people that might get up and, and preach um, or, or talk, give talks and stuff, you think, oh my goodness, that's what it means to have the Holy Spirit, that God is going to make me stand up and give a talk. And if you're scared, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily, the gifts right. are different for everyone. Okay, so the other one that says the gifts he gave were some would be the apostles, some would be prophets, some would right. be evangelists, some would be pastors, some would be teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. He, there are so many different ways that you can serve, whether it be through, you know, but being open and being attentive all the time. Like, that's why it's so important to have your prayer time. Like what, what you were saying, like sometimes you get those urges, but if you're doing a prayer time every little day, it's like if you're learning piano. Mm-hmm. You can't, 
Some people might be able to get down and sit down at a piano and be able to start sounding things out and be like, oh, and, and actually sound pretty good. That's a very rare talent. Most people sit down and they have to, oh, okay, this is how I, this is how I place my fingers. This is how I do it. It's the same. It's, it's, it's learning and guiding with the Holy Spirit. You have it there, but it's, it's tuning it in. It's tuning into the Holy Spirit so you can go, oh, oh, this is what, I feel like this is what he, Lord, I feel like this is what you want me to do today. Show me and teach me how kind of thing, and then go and do it. And then when you go and do it, then the next day you're reflecting. You're like, yes, peace, joy, all those things came out of exactly. this interaction mm-hmm. that I did because I listened to you. And so then you go, oh, this is what, like this little inkling, this little feeling I have, this little whatever, that was the Holy Spirit. And you can kind of determine those from your own your own inklings or desires or selfish behaviors or whatever the case may be. This is what the Holy Spirit means. Like the Holy Spirit speaking inside of me, this is what it is. Yeah. Versus this is my own, oh, no, I really want the ice cream. God is not telling me to go get Dairy Queen. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that doesn't quite make sense. Okay. So. Yeah, but you're right to, 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 to when you're making a decision, uh, wherever it might be, whether it's a personal decision or a, a large decision, decision, when you're yeah, asking yeah. the Holy Spirit for, for help, you know, to seek the fruits of it. Yeah. Right to to recognize the fruits as something like wow the Holy Spirit did help me in that because the fruits are these there. things yeah. right but not only in decision making things but I, no. I, but people need to understand that yes uh, it is supposed to give us the courage to confidently proclaim the good news to yeah. talk uh, not in front of a crowd but yeah. just in our day to day life at work at school around the dinner table whatever it might be but also in our own personal struggles yeah. you know like yeah. the Holy Spirit wants to lift us up out of this our struggles you know like things that we just can't get. Uh, a grip on ourselves, uh, you know, whether it might be, you know, uh, things that we think about ourselves that aren't uh, very nice or yeah. things that we're actually struggling with, uh, things that are concerns. Maybe, you know, young people have a, have a hard time making decisions. What's the next step for me in my life? You know, whatever it might, whatever it might be, um, you know, uh, elderly people might feel lonely or isolated. They might feel like, well, what's my purpose now? Like, you know, uh, what what is left for me? The Holy Spirit wants to enter into these moments, all of these moments, but we have to earnestly and like really desire the Holy Spirit to 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 help us through those moments. Then let's recognize the fruits. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I'm still feeling crummy after I've made a decision, well, we didn't discern well yeah. the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, because that's that's not how the Holy Spirit works. We're, we are out of time. I know that's yeah, a quick like... cut off there. But before we um, end, I did want to clarify because you said nine fruits of the yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I said 12. Yeah, yeah. We're both right. Oh, we are? Yes, because oh, I know. <laughs> because in Galatians chapter 5, yeah. verse 22, that's where we get the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? St. Paul's letter to yeah. Galatians yeah. chapter 5, uh, 22. So in the short version, which is probably here in our Bible that we yeah. have here, yeah. in our, on our, it lists nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. But Matt will love this because St. Jerome mm-hmm. in the Vulgate, right? It was a longer text yeah. of what St. Paul wrote. There was 12 fruits okay. of the Holy Spirit. And oh, cool. yes, do you know what they are? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. The extra three. I'm gonna, yes, the extra three. So love, uh, so go along see which ones uh, we yeah. missed here. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering. Ooh. Long-suffering. Mildness, faith, modesty, chastity. That's 12. 
I thought that was ten. Did I skip? I, but I, 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 was, I got really lost on. Yeah. Long <laughs> you were thinking of long, long suffering yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Okay. So there's, I think there's twelve, unless I missed a line here. Okay. But those are the twelve fruits. So that's the reason. So uh, in the longer version of Saint Jerome, there's twelve listed there. Yeah. So look into that's, why those are fruits, because long suffering and mildness doesn't sound like fruits, mm-hmm. but that's a challenge. Go look those yeah. up and figure yes, that out. I, I miss self control. Oh. I'm just looking oh, back on my notes here. Yeah. yeah. I was missing mildness. Uh, long-suffering, long uh, modesty, and chastity. Yes, long-suffering, modesty, and chastity are the three f- fruits found only in the longer version yeah. of the text. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so that is all the time we have, but lots to talk about. And it, and it's just, I can't stress how important it is to let the Holy Spirit into your life to, to, to help guide us, because the Holy Spirit is always leading us to the truth. Right, right now. Right don't, now, don't 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 put it off to the end of the day. Exactly. Do it. Today, stop the, yeah. the remember, like exactly going back to how we started today's episode. <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit came into that room, and what happened? Peter gets up dramatically. Eh? He yeah. gets up and he begins right away yeah. to dress the crowds. Peter, who has always been kind of yeah. you know sheepish or or you know not willing to put himself. Remember, he hid from people and all these different things. He denied Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit came and he's ready. He just stands up and he's ready. So hopefully, we're ready to to hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Catholic Buzz. If you have any questions, comments. Uh, or anything you want to let us know, you can send us an email at thecatholicbuzzpodcast at gmail.com. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele, and we will see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.